Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to CEO of Destiny podcast. This is your host, Andre J. Benjamin, and I hope that you are doing exceptionally well. We are wrapping up our holiday season not fully, but we just finished eating lots of turkey and giving thanks. It's great because the scriptures declare that we are to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So I hope you took some time personally to not wait for the U.S. or for the United States of America to give you an invitation to do it, but that God has given us that ongoing invitation that we are to enter into his gates with thanksgiving which means to take time to stop and reflect and give thanks to our source, who is our Father. So this is the podcast that is focused on helping people initiate change and go towards their destiny. Uh, Previous episodes, we've been talking about a lot of steps of things that we can do to enhance our destiny, how we can walk in it. So this episode, I want to talk more about what it means to not just be reactionary, but how to be proactive, how to be that agent of change. There's a couple scriptures that are in my heart that I want to share. First scripture that I wanted to share is Proverbs 13, verse 23. Abundant food is in the follow ground of the poor, but it is swept away by injustice. I thought it's powerful that God lets us know that every single person on the planet arrives to this planet not empty-handed, but they arrive with goods. They arrive packaged, pre-packaged, predisposed to win. The Bible says that we were predestined in Christ Jesus, that we were shaped in, in our mother's womb, that he knew us before we were even conceived. He said, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart, Jeremiah 1. So God lets us know that we arrive here pre-packaged for success. God never packages us to lose. He packages us to succeed. Now, the way that we succeed is found in Psalm 1 that talks about that when we are planted by the Lord, we are like a tree. It says, blessed is the one that does not sit in the seat of the scornful, but our delight is on the instructions, the Torah of the Lord. And on the instructions of the Lord, we meditate day and night. We will be like a tree planted by the river. So the river of life is where we need to be planted by. God is that river. So when you think about the marketplace, when you think about making change, the first change has to come from within, the first recognition of who we are. I believe success is acceptance of who you are. True success comes from, first off, submitting to the purpose and the design of what you were created for. That's what this success is. Success is not measured by some external measurement of how many things you've accumulated, how many people give you accolades, how many awards you get. Success is, did you fulfill the work that you were here to fulfill? Did you fulfill the purpose and the destiny? That's why it says many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. So we need to know the Lord's purpose before we make our plans. So if we want to be this agent of change in the marketplace, in life, 
owning our business, treating our employees well, treating our team well, inspiring them, releasing them, going out in the where you're at. If you have a job and you're at, currently occupying a job, I don't care if you're in a cubicle or you're digging ditches or you're working at a toll booth or you're driving a bus, whatever you're doing, there is a place for us to accept who God has made us to be. That's our first step is that we must first accept who we were made to be. So he says abundant, abundant food. That's abundant provision is in the fallow ground. Fallow means unbroken up ground of the poor. So he's giving us an indicator here in scripture that we are in a pover impoverished state when we don't understand what it is that we even have in our possession. So the Bible says, uh, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's found in Hosea. So there is a destruction that comes upon us, as we talked about in previous episodes, when we don't recognize what it is that we're carrying, whose we are. Who, who we are and whose we are. Who is our dad? Our dad is God Almighty, the maker of the universe. Blessed are you, Lord our God, king of the universe, who gives us the fruit of the vine to drink, who gives us the bread to eat, who gives us the water to drink, who gives us life in it more abundantly through Christ Jesus. Blessed is the Lord God. He is our source. So there's that recognition. There's that repentance. There's that coming to the mind of knowing that we didn't get here by ourselves. We didn't ha happen by some cosmological accident. But there was a plan that was orchestrated, that was set into motion by the great initiator himself, the Father, the Heavenly Father. So there's abundant food that is in your ground. You have some of us who are listening have fallow ground. I've had fallow ground. I still have some ground that needs to be broken up. Fallow ground of the poor. So those that don't know, but it is swept away by injustice. And I believe that injustice that is talked about is not only the systematic injustice that we can see that happens on many levels in some nations, systematic evil that is manifested in the form of sins and policies and, and that's based off the false belief that others uh, should have and others shouldn't have. Um, but there's a poverty that comes in mind. It's called pauperism. So when we have poverty of mind, when we are constrained and constricted by our own beliefs and who God's made us to be, we don't see ourselves made in the image and the likeness of God. We don't see us ourselves as initiators of change. When he says in Matthew 28, he says, go. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. This is him raised from the grave. grave. King Yeshua, King Jesus was raised from the grave on the third day. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he's ascended before he ascends on high. He says to them, I have all authority in heaven and earth. It has been given to me. And then he says something funny that I always think, just like when Moses, when he, when he comes to Moses at the burning bush experience, he says, Moses, I've heard the cries of my people. I've heard what they've been saying. He said, therefore you go <laughs> and tell Pharaoh. So it's funny. Here it is once again, one of those calls from God. And God says, Jesus says, go. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all my commands, and I will be with you even until the end of the age. Teaching them to obey. Make disciples of nations. This is the commission of the ecclesia. You are not called to say some prayer, stay in church, give tithes and offering, go on a mission trip every once in a while, fund missionaries, get a couple of people saved, and go to heaven. No, you were made to be an agent of change. You were made to not pray to get to heaven, but we were made, you and I were made to pray for heaven to come to earth. And he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. So God wants 
heaven to invade the earth. He wants heaven's value system, heaven's culture, heaven's expectations, heaven's aspirations, the love that comes from heaven, the joy that comes from heaven, the justice that comes from heaven, the righteousness that comes from heaven. He wants the, the, the dignity that comes from heaven to be bestowed upon people that we don't see people like discarded trash. We don't look at a poor child who grew up in poverty, who's not poor, but they're in poverty. They're experiencing poverty, just like I wouldn't call the person a slave. They've been enslaved. They became slaves to sin because they were enslaved by sin. So a person who was in the under poverty, they're in poverty. They're in that state of poverty, but I won't call them poor. See, they might be broke. They might lack some uh, ability to see hope, but that's where the gospel comes in. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. There is a pure, Blessed are the, the poor in spirit, those who are spiritually bankrupt that recognize that God is their only source. Blessed are those that understand true religion like he talks about in James. James being the half-brother of Yeshua. He says the true religion is this, that we would take care of the orphans and the widows and that we would keep ourselves unspotted from the world. That's the truth, to speak for the voiceless. So this is the agents of change that we are called to be. We don't need for someone to initiate us. We need to be the initiators. When we walk into a place, when you walk into your job on Monday, when you go to go clock in, when you go to your uh, swing shift, when you wake up and you're trying to come home and put some time in to build that business, recognize that you were called to be the initiator of change. Recognize that your prayers do reach heaven. When you speak in faith to the Father, the Father hears you. Heaven moves, heaven responds, and he is waiting for the invitation to invade earth. Psalms 115 verse 16 has been a key verse for us that we've said in many podcasts over before. Go back and listen to the earlier episodes. It says the heavens, even those highest heavens, belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. So once again, this is the invitation. He says, let them have dominion over the earth. Not, not let himself have dominion, but let us have governance over the earth. Let us have mastery over the earth. Let us have kingdom over the earth. How does kingdom come? How does kingdom be manifested? How does the demonstration of the soon coming reign of Christ come into our lives and into the lives of others? First, through our own repentance and going back to what he said. Second off, to us yielding and submitting, us praying, us believing, us expecting so that abundant food, Proverbs 13, 23, once again, is in the fallow ground, the unbroken up ground of the poor, but it is swept away by injustice. Do not allow injustice to rob you of what God's int intended for you to have. Do not allow injustice to rob you. And I'm not talking about material things here. I'm talking about destiny. I'm talking about families reconstituted to God. I'm talking about if there was addiction, if there was molestation, if there was incest in your family. I'm talking about breaking the chains of poverty, of addiction, of shame, of degradation. Whatever it is that has hindered your family, discord, strife, divorce, orphanhood, fathers and mothers broken up, walking away from their kids, continual friction between the family. God wants you. It said he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. So God wants us to be those reconciles. First, we're reconciled back to him. We come as a priest. We represent the people to God. We take sacrifice on behalf to him. 
that it says in Romans 12, offer up living sacrifices, holy, pleasing, and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable act of service. And then we go as prophets, meaning that there's a prophetic nature of us being his spokesperson. We represent God to the people. We go as his ambassadors. This is what God desires for us to do, to be his voice, to be his ears, to be his hands in the earth. How many know that there are so many that need to hear this message, the message of the kingdom? Blessed are, it says, beautiful are the feet of those that carry the gospel. So when we go in with the good news, change the way you're thinking. God's kingdom is returning to the earth, God's government. You can grow your own food. You can plant your own food. You can feed your own nation. You can take seeds and take control of the seed. You can take control in your community. You can change the schools if you feel like the schools are failing. You can invade the schools. You can start a new school. You can write new curriculums. You can go participate on the school board. You can go stand in the hallways. You can go to the prisons and you can go and win the lost and go and make disciples of not only those that are incarcerated there, but of those that are the staff. You can go into the sports arena. You can go into fashion. You can go into music. You can go into filmmaking. You can go into media. If anybody needed evangelists right now, it would be the media mountain. It would be the media um, uh, section of society, the sphere, the gate that we can walk into a society and be those lights and be that salt. So he says that we were called to be light which is revelation in the world, and we were called to be salt. So this episode was made to be a reminder. Proverbs 13.23. Go, review the verse, recognize, ask the Lord today, is there a fallow ground that I have in my life? Do an inventory. What have I been carrying that I have not stepped into? Could you tell your life's purpose? Could you explain one of the great mentors, uh, Peter J. Daniels, Australian, came and said, he said this, he said, can you... Write out your life's purpose and your fulfillment of your life's potential in 50 pages of, or less. What a challenge that we would get debt specific. We would gain clarity, not for materialism's sake, but for obedience sake, that we're serious about going forth for generational impact, generational impact. Your generational assignment, uh, uh, Acts 13.22 says, what? Now, David fulfilled the purpose of his generation and then he fell asleep. So until next time, this episode, I hope it was helpful to you that you are made to make a generational impact. You were made to make an impact that doesn't just last for here, that there wouldn't just have to be some little chiseled stone that would remind us that you were here. That once we're gone, the impact that we make lasts for generations and generations because we have built according to the blueprint of heaven. We're just like Moses. We did not deviate from the heavenly blueprint. When we go up to our Mount Sinai, when we have experienced the burning bush, when we go and hear his voice and it gives clarity to us, we only build according to that path. We don't deviate from it. So therefore, we have a life that rings on. And it says, therefore, we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses that we're up in the balcony of heaven cheering on those until we come and meet them again on the earth or they meet us in the air and we return back to the earth. There is a promise for the righteous that we were called to be light and we were called to be salt, which is preservative, seasoning, purifier, purifier, seasonings of the earth. So tune in next time for this episode, for any other episode. Listen to future episodes. We're excited about your feedback. Go to the website. Check out the free resources, ceoofdestiny.com, for more resources, for more blog entries, 
We love when you listen. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and go ahead and leave us a review. Let others know about it. If this has been a blessing to you, give us a nice five-star review and let others know how to listen. It helps us increase in the search ranking. We want to get this amazing free information out to as many as possible. We want to have global impact and global reach because we know that this message of the generations and of activating and walking in your destiny is key for all of us to break up the fallow ground. So that's what I'm saying this episode break up the fallow ground. Until next time, bless you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.